Welcome to the Ohio Ministry Network podcast. The following audio was recorded at the 2014 Synergy Conference held in Gahanna, Ohio at Pathway Church. For more information, please visit our website, ohioministry.net. Reading through this thing that we're supposed to do. Explain my relationship with the host. Hey, now really though, Steve Brannon is, um, I, got, I got saved my freshman year of college. That's why this, this topic is very, very important to me. <laughs> Of, of how important it is that you're choosing the right college. Um, I got saved four days after I met Steve, and I believe I stayed saved because of Steve and the ministry at uh, Wright State Chi Alpha. There's no way I would have made it out alive other than that. So that's my relationship with Steve. He's like my spiritual dad. He's awesome. Um, yeah, so what we're talking about how to how to choose a college or how to help someone choose a college college is one of the biggest decisions that you'll make um i was looking up some statistics about just kind of what happens during that four years this is statistically where where students and and people are going to meet their spouse this is gonna this is where they're gonna meet their lifelong friends um they're going to separate a little. They're going to find out who they are. I don't know if you guys remember um, your 20s. <laughs> I'm, like, freshly out of them. And when I turned 30, I was kind of looking back, and I was thinking, how the heck did I just make it through <laughs> the 20s? It's such a time of you're asking questions that you've never thought to ask. You're finding out that maybe you don't think the same way as your parents or you don't think the same way as your friends. You don't think the same way as your pastor. And so it's important that you're choosing a place where you're going to be directed in the right, the right way, if that makes sense. So the current statistic, statistic is 80% of Christians who enter college will not believe in Christ by the time they graduate. So if you know four college students, and these are Christians, four Christians from your youth group or, or your, your kids' friends or your kids, three of them will no longer be following Jesus by the time they leave. And that's because this is a time where a lot of them go and they're figuring out who they are and they're figuring out what they believe. They're testing things that they've been told and seeing if it works in the real world. Um, and if they don't have the right people around them or the right supports, there are plenty of other people who want to direct them in a certain, <laughs> a certain path. And those people might not have the best intentions um, and, and usually don't. <laughs> so... This is where they're going to decide whether to stick with what they've been taught or whether to throw everything out and start over. And we see that happen a lot. So the first thing, the first thing I want to do, since this is kind of a small group, if you guys can just, um, just kind of introduce yourself, say your name, and maybe why you're attending this session. And if you have specific questions that you want to be answered, during this time, we'll try to, I'm going to write them up here, and we can try and hit them during this hour, or if we don't, I'll, I can certainly get your guys' contact information and send out an email. So, Pastor Bill, did you want to start? Um, I'm Bill Foster, approximately South Central Section, pastor of New Life Baptist, and I've got two sons that are in college, so they can appreciate that we're, we're coming very unique, so my son went to a one year, but it's been a gifting to <laughs> That's awesome. I've been in both personally, both sectors, safety net and safety net. So I know what it's like. Yeah. Awesome. I wish I had been more like you.
they know they do. It'll be stellar. I'm glad I'm going before them and not after them. myself that one <laughs> and then cleaned up the mess later <laughs> self-taught failing I got an A okay so the thing about helping students choose college is each student is their own student there is no foolproof way um, to know how they're going to react to the college environment there's no foolproof way of knowing well if they just do a B and C they're gonna be completely fine and not make any mistakes and they're you know straight A's never get into any trouble. So this talk is, is mostly um, kind of general information. And I cannot stress enough how important it is that you are praying for your children and your students. It makes a difference. I, I personally can tell <laughs> when I have students in my group whose parents are praying for them. Um, as opposed to the parents who are just kind of sending them off and, and hoping for the best. So a little side thing is just don't give up in prayer. I know some of you, you know, you're, you're saying, I wish they were going this way or I wish, you know, I wish I could figure this out. Your prayers matter. Um, there are a lot of things that they will think. I'm sure you know this as parents. They're thinking thoughts inside their head. They are figuring stuff out inside their head, and they might not share their entire thought process. <laughs> with you, but it matters that you're supporting them, it matters that you're talking to them, and it matters that you're praying for them. So I don't have, I don't have children. We're about to get our first one. Um, in like two weeks, we're doing fostering. So I look great for a pregnant woman, don't I? Uh, <laughs> um, I can't imagine how scary it is to send your child to college. So first, I want to commend you genuinely for coming to something like this where you are investing in your children's lives and helping them make this very important and difficult decision. So good job, parents. Uh, I'm going to read a scripture really quick that kind of kicks this off. Acts uh, 16, 6 through 10. Find it. So Paul and his companions traveled throughout the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mycenae, they entered into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. So they passed by Mycenae and went down to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision of a man of Macedonia standing and begging him, come over to Macedonia and help us. After Paul had seen the vision, we got ready at once to leave for Macedonia, concluding that God had called us to preach the gospel to them. So I'm just going to 
kind of give you three things that, from that scripture about helping your students choose a college. And the first one is uh, you've got to trust the Holy Spirit. <laughs> Ask him what his opinion is. I, I read this and I wonder what it would be like if I was heading out on a missions trip and I had a dream where Jesus is saying, don't go there. <laughs> it doesn't make sense. Of course you would go there as a missionary. There are unsafe people, they need you. But here was Jesus standing in the way saying, don't go there. When you are trying to choose a college, you're going to come up with a lot of logical reasons on why this is the best college for your kid to go to. It might not be where the Holy Spirit wants him or her to go. I have heard so many different reasons for why people chose college. I know I was supposed to go to Wright State. And the reason I ended up there was because my parents didn't have money to send me to my first choice. I was headed to Ball State University, had a dorm room, had everything. And two months before I was supposed to leave, my parents said, we can't do this. And they forced me to live on, on campus because they wanted me to get the college experience. Um, my parents aren't Christians either. They are now, praise the Lord. But uh, yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Um, and, you know, Coincidentally, I got placed in a, in a quad with three other Christians, three Christian girls. Um, Wright State was none of their first pick. That's kind of the story at Wright State, is it? <laughs> it's not often their first pick, but it is a phenomenal place to be because of groups like Chi Alpha. Um, if those Christian girls had said, I will only go to a Christian college, who knows whether I would have become a Christian or not. I, I got saved sitting on my bed in my dorm room with my roommate praying for me. And every time I lead someone to Jesus, I call Danny. She's a girl. <laughs> I call her and say, I just led someone to Jesus. I want to thank you again for showing me who Jesus was. It was not hard for Danny to stay a Christian <laughs> through college because she got to see me growing. Um, and I grew like a weed. And it, again, you know, most of that was the support that Kyle gave me, which I'll talk about later, but that strengthened Danny. So when you're, when you're thinking about what college to go to, what makes the most sense might not be what God wants. This decision has got to be covered in prayer. And encourage your kids to pray, encourage your students to pray, and pray with them. This is another opportunity where you're teaching them how to hear from the Lord. And he might say something that they don't want to hear. You're teaching them obedience. <laughs> that, that's an invaluable lesson. Um, the other thing is finances. You know, the older, the older we get, the more we have to trust the Lord that he's going to come through for us. This is an area where scholarships might not be God's will. Um, it would have been, I believe the Holy Spirit directed my parents, even as non-Christians, to tell me I had to live on campus. If I had been commuting, there's no way. I, of course, you know, the Holy Spirit could have intervened as well, but it would have been so much harder for me to, to come into contact with Christians. And if my parents were trying to send, save money, it didn't make sense for them to pay for me to live on campus. But that's what happened. And I'm going to heaven because of, <laughs> because of that. So as you're applying, as, as they're applying, as, as you're applying, um, be listening to the Holy Spirit as you're, as you're setting your feet on that campus. Is this where you want me? It, do you have something for me to do here? And, and if financially it doesn't make sense, but you feel the Holy Spirit leading you, he will provide through that. He will provide. Um, I'll tell you, I've, I've seen it come through where I, I actually lost my financial aid um, due to academics and was getting ready to drop out of college. And the Lord grabbed a hold of me, said, I, wanted you, I want you to do Chi Alpha. You've got to graduate college. I had no money, <laughs> zero money to go back to school. And my best friend fronted me $2,700 to pay for that quarter of school. Miraculously came through. Um, and I was on the dean's list that quarter. I graduated college, and now here I am doing, 
doing this, and that was a 20-year-old giving me $2,700. It took me three years to pay her back, probably maybe longer. She, she wouldn't remember because she's fantastic, but um, he comes through. He comes through because God cares about the decisions that your children are making and your students are making. He will provide a way to make his plan come to fruition and be successful. So pray. Encourage, encourage your students to pray. Um, the other thing, and I know this is a really difficult one, these are not our kids. They belong to the Lord. I don't understand the dynamic of that as a parent yet. I'm sure that is so difficult. Um, he is the only one who has the full picture of why he is sending your child to the college that he's sending them. And so we've got to trust him. Um, there have been students who have come through, through my group, through Chi Alpha, and they decide to leave. And I am fighting it on the inside. You know, like, no, there's, you know, there's no way you can see, succeed anywhere but with me, right? <laughs> I'm the one who's going to save you. And I can either stress out about it and fret and lose sleep. I hate that type of losing sleep. Or I can trust the Lord that he is either going to bring them back or he's going to take care of them where they go. And I've seen it happen time and time again where whether I stress or not, God takes care. He is in love with your kids. He's in love with your students. It's important that we don't keep them close for selfish reasons. Um, Youth leaders, I know it's super hard, especially if this student has been like an A-plus person in your youth group and they're leading your, your worship team and they're discipling and they're like the only Christian you have in your group. And it's like, why don't you just, you know, go to the community college down the street or, you know, take a year off and, you know, <laughs> just work here for a year. Um, we've got to let the Lord have them. Especially as, as youth leaders and as pastors, you have spent their high school career, building them up and preparing them for college so that when they get to college, they can put this to work and learn how to get to the next step. So then they get to um, graduate and go back to, to serve in your church as stronger Christians, as more responsible Christians, as more faith-filled Christians. But we've got to trust God enough that he is going to teach them what they need to know through this next life stage. Does that make sense? It's important, um, I guess this is kind of an extra, an extra thing, that we help them stay at college. <laughs> it is really easy as parents to, oh, sweet, they stayed close, they're only three hours away. <laughs> they can come home every weekend, <laughs> right? I see it happen again and again, and it stunts their growth. Um, not, only, not only as Christians, but as adults, because they're bringing their, simple things like they're bringing their laundry home every weekend. They don't know how to cook. They don't. It matters that they're forming a life at the college that they're at. That, again, you're trusting them, too. Is it going to go perfect? Probably not. I don't know how many days they're going to wear dirty underwear until they finally decide to try the washer. Um, but also, if they're in Chi Alpha, we'll walk them through that. <laughs> We've done it before. Um, and as far as, as far as pastors and youth pastors go, God is going to provide here too. If your leaders are moving on, you've got to trust that God is going to provide you with new leaders. He's not going to ditch your group. <laughs> well, sorry. The only reason I was blessing your youth group is because so-and-so was in it. Now you're on your own. Um, Pastor Steve always taught us replace yourself. And so you can be teaching your youth group students that as well replace yourself so that they are also bringing up students in their youth group so these are these kids belong to the lord and we have no idea what his plan for them is probably something bigger than we could imagine <laughs> i'm sure my parents did not see me turning into this i know they didn't because they were really freaked out when it happened um <laughs> But I know they're really grateful. And it was one of the things that 
when, sorry, when, when my dad got saved, I got to pray with him at a Panera. (laughs) And when I was telling him about Jesus, he said, I never believed he was real until I saw what he did in your life. Again, that happened because Christians were on my campus. And now my dad is saved, my aunt and uncle are saved, my grandma is saved, my mom is saved, both my brothers are saved. And it all goes back to that God was in control the whole time, changed the entire destiny of my family. Out and out and out. And that's not, not talking about what has happened to my, my husband's family. Also, just fantastic. And our children, you know? So this, this is a big deal. Trust God. Um, he can do better for your kids than you ever could. It's beautiful. So the third, the third thing is there is no foolproof way of protecting students from making bad decisions. <laughs> There isn't. Um, when I, so when I got to college, this will show you how awesome of a person I was. One of my goals was to get drunk for the first time. <laughs> I set them high, okay? I set a high bar. And the first drinking party I ever went to um, was thrown by Christians at a Christian college that was nearby. I can't tell you that I was so confused because I had just met my roommates who were like the first like Christian Christians, like they lived for Jesus that I'd ever met. And then I was at this place and the things I was hearing and the things I was seeing Christians do, it just, I could not put them together. You know, I couldn't understand. The lifestyles were so different. Um, I know we want to think that, and not look, that is not every Christian college. I know that. But I also know that when I talk to students, a lot of their, their first thing is, I gotta go to a Christian college, I gotta go to a Christian college. Um, it's not necessarily gonna help them make the right decisions. People are gonna sin when they wanna sin. I know, not anybody here. I am not that way either. But there are people out there who sin, right? So our focus can't necessarily be what's the safest place for them to go to. Because the truth is, there is no safe place from sin except walking, step in, walking in step with Jesus. And walking in step with Jesus doesn't necessarily lead every Christian to a Christian college. Some of them it does. So I am completely not bashing Christian colleges or saying, you know, you're less of a Christian if you can't handle the heathens on a public school. <laughs> not at all. But that can't be our default of, well, they're a Christian, I got to send them to a Christian school. This even goes for people that are thinking of they want to go into ministry or they want to go into missions. The place for them is not necessarily, um, I'll tell you, I have met... (laughs) Um, I have met pastors who, who have gotten their degrees from Christian colleges, and I'm like, how did you, how did you graduate? <laughs> like, um, it's character, and it's personal decisions. That degree does not give you character. That degree does not make you more like Jesus. Jesus didn't have a degree. I checked in the Bible. I had... Um, I know, these are my only two bad stories. I totally have success stories for for Christians who have gone to college, but um, I had a couple years ago a a freshman come into my group who was a worship leader at her youth group. She was involved with us for a little while and then decided to get involved in other things. And I mean, this girl loved, she loved Jesus, but she didn't get involved in community anywhere, Christian community. And I just reconnected with her. She called me, and she's like, we've got to talk. I hadn't seen her, I mean, in forever. I didn't even know if she was still in school. And she's just telling me, um, I've been drinking on the weekends. I've been partying. You know, um, I never thought I would get here, and here I am. When she goes home, she still plays for the worship team (laughs) because there's no conversation going on there. And... I'll tell you, I'm sure you know this as parents, but teenagers and young adults can talk the talk. They learn it. 
they can fool us. They totally can. That's why it's so important. Um, there's no foolproof way of, of keeping them from bad decisions, but if they get involved in Christian community, wherever they go, that is going to form a hedge around them that's going to help them make the right decisions. College is for, you're going to make mistakes. It doesn't always necessarily have to be the partying, but you're learning how to live on your own. So no one's giving you a bedtime. No one's telling you to eat toast and orange juice for breakfast so you're having donuts or pizza or ramen or skipping it completely. <laughs> I still do that. Um, <laughs> But we want people around them that are going to help correct those, oh, I made a mistake, now what do I do? If they don't have that protection around them, they're just going to keep making those mistakes, and they snowball. That's what catches Christians off guard, I think. They start making these decisions where they're staying out later than they know they should, and nothing bad happens. And so they start hanging out with non-Christians, and nothing bad happens. And then one day they wake up, and they're doing things they never saw themselves doing. It's that slow, that slow thing. If they're involved in Christian community, and this is why public schools are not the worst thing to ever happen to your kids. <laughs> when you get involved in a group, especially like Chi Alpha, that has discipleship, we are meeting with them one-on-one -on -one every week. How is your week going? How is school? Who are you hanging out with? And not to police, but to get them talking. Because sometimes, have you ever noticed sometimes sin doesn't sound like sin until you say it out loud? <laughs> and sometimes giving them a chance to say what they've been doing, you see the light come on behind their eyes. Oh my gosh, I was drunk. And they don't, it doesn't click with them. You know, they were just hanging out or they were just with their friends. But when they're telling someone that they respect, I've been drinking Sometimes that opens the door to where the Holy Spirit is like, ding, 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 <laughs> put that out. I have a, a student right now. I am so grateful for her. She's one of my leaders. She was, she's been raised in church, and she's one of those, she's never sinned people. You know, like, literally, I don't know if she's ever sinned. <laughs> she, she's amazing. Um, and she's going through this process, process right now that, to her, I mean, it is the hardest thing she's ever gone through. She's in this class this semester that is a, it's an Old Testament study from a Jewish perspective and from a, taught by a non-Jewish person, <laughs> you know, an expert on this. So she's learning about the wrath of God and how he, you know, he demands justice from us and repercussions, right? The reason Job went through what he went through is because probably one of his ancestors sinned and God pegged Job as the one he was going to punish. It's in the Bible. <laughs> but the, Yeah, right? <laughs> so, so my girl, she's, she's just reading this and reading this, and, and it's heaviness on her, right? She's afraid to talk to the Lord because she's so sure he is going to nail her butt to the ground. And she is waiting to turn the corner when God turns his wrath on her. And when she finally gets all this out, I said, how much of the New Testament are you reading right now? <laughs> None, because since she was reading the Bible for her class, she was counting that as her Bible reading. So she's completely getting her, her devotional time from this class. And so it took me sitting her down and talking with her, hey, you need to double your New Testament reading while you're in this class that is hammering. You know, you need, you need balance. But the cool thing is, She's learning things about God that she would never learn if she hadn't had this challenge. Sometimes what helps us is that, that crisis moment. So while, while you're going to learn a ton at Christian schools, there's a sharpening that happens in public school where you're learning, you're forced to look at the opposite of what's true. But you have got to be in community where you are also being told what is true so that it sounds, it's, you can hear the untruth. Does that, does that make sense? So this, the second part of that, so 
So there's no, there's no that way that we can protect them from making bad decisions. The, it's so important that they're involved in not just a community of believers, but spirit-filled believers. <laughs> I know so many AG kids who come to college, but they go to you know, the big flashy group on campus, and they are signing leadership forms that say, I agree with, this, with the beliefs of this group. I don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe the gifts are active today. And it's not connecting with it. They're just signing it because they want to be Bible study leaders. You know, It comes out of a heart of wanting to serve. But if we're not, we're not encouraging them to get involved in spirit-filled groups and that fire is not getting stoked, then all the work that you have put into them to teach them about the Holy Spirit, to teach them how to pray in tongues, to teach them how to move in the gifts of the Holy Spirit, they're dying. And it takes so much work to work that back up when, when they're not seeing them move and they're being taught against it and not receiving teaching for it. We've got to keep raising up these generations to move in the Holy Spirit. This is why Chi Alpha is so important. Nothing bad against crusades or crosswalk or they have good teaching, but it's not full teaching. And so do you, it's so powerful when you see a student who has been taught these things and now they're in an environment where they're around non-Christians and they're prophesying to their friends or they're praying for healing for their friends. <laughs> for their non-Christian friends or their Christian friends. They're, they're being encouraged to step out in this. It matures them. It deepens their faith. It grows them. And just to, you know, just, just to ask a question, are you preparing them for the decisions they'll face later on? That's what part of choosing a college is. We can't just send them to, to a safe place where they're not going to be challenged and they're going to get that degree and then they can get out and then ministry will start. There are people graduating from Bible colleges who have no idea how to share their faith with someone else. My, my personal thing, and this is, this is just a word that the Lord spoke to me. This is not for everybody. I know that. But I don't know how I as a missionary can put myself in the lion's den and then tell my kids, don't go in there, it's too dangerous. I gotta put them in public school. I gotta put my kids in public, public college. That's important to me, that I'm saying, go talk to those lions. <laughs> Show them that they're not actually lions, right? Go speak life to the people that need it. That's the opportunity they get at a, at a public school. You're teaching, they're going to learn, especially in Chi Alpha. They're learning those skills of sharing their faith. They're learning how to preach. They're learning how to witness as they're going along. So it's not just a learn, 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 then go do it. They're doing it now as 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That impacts their life. So... Yeah, encourage them to get involved in a spirit. I can't stress how important that is, that you're involved in the groups that they're checking out. Um, <laughs> you can do research. And I'll, I'll tell you, I, I get this often as well, where parents will take me aside and say, look, my kid is going to UC. I need you to get them involved in your group. Okay, if I walk up to so-and-so and I'm like, hey, I'm a pastor. Your mom told me you need to come to my group. <laughs> Get away from me. <laughs> we don't have that influence. You have that influence to say, please check out Chi Alpha. Or, hey, I'm paying for your college for the first semester at least. Will you go to Chi Alpha? Just see what happens. I guarantee you they'll get plugged in. Chi Alpha is fantastic. Um, the friends that they will meet, the things that they will experience, the missions trips that they will go on will change their lives. So be a, be a part of, don't let it stop at just sending them to college. Be a part of their life on campus and finding out what's going on there. 
So that's that's kind of that part. Um, are there any like specific things that you guys have questions about or that I figured this um, this topic is very as students are unique and different so our situations yeah Yeah. What's out there? I mean, what are some of the things that you're hearing at VCU and to, to, to get through? I mean, and they're usually like, I think, 18000 a year or something. <laughs> right. It's more in Ohio State. I don't know how it's compared to D.C. But, you know, um, so anyway, I, I'm just kind of curious what some of the dynamics that are, you're seeing happen to help kids get through. Yeah. So they're not getting out you know, 15000 in debt or something. Yeah. I'm so glad you asked that. Um, I think we're kind of seeing an end to this generation that, that I was in of just get it in loans. Just take everything out in loans. Um, that was what, luckily, both my husband and I were told. <laughs> and we're paying for that. You said it's a spiritual thing. And the reason that I'm not nationally appointed as a missionary with Chi Alpha and the reason that my husband is not full-time in ministry yet is because of our school debt. So it's keeping us from, you know, from diving in. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. One, I think there's two, there's two things that are underutilized here. One is, and I know this is a scary thought, but not every teenager is ready for college or even needs to go to college. Those days are over of you have to have a degree to get a job. Even my husband has an outside sales job right now, and it's, you know, it's helping us with our debt, and it's a great job. His degree doesn't match up with his job. They just saw potential and said, yeah, we'll hire you. So it's important that you're, <laughs> you're looking at your child or your student. If they're getting C's and D's or, or flunking out of high school, it might not be the right time to send them to a college where they're paying $18,000 to flunk out because you're still paying that $18,000 whether they're, they're paying, getting those classes passed or not. Um, the second thing that I'm seeing a lot of is community college attendance is through the roof. Enrollment, they are, they are expanding. I know several who are um, having to expand their buildings because their students are at max capacity for their buildings. Because you can get those, uh, everybody has to do gen eds, and you can get those done at a community college for way cheaper. I mean, sometimes more than half the price. I'm sure, I'm sure it's gone up, but in Dayton, I, at one point, if you lived in the same county as Sinclair, it was $25 a credit hour. So you're paying $75 for an entire college course that transfers to Wright State where you're going to be paying three times as much. And it's just as good. So we've, and part of that I think is teaching our students that we gotta break this, it's the cool, not only is it it's the cool thing, but it's, it's the I have to do this. I have to get the college experience because you, if you can stay at a community college for two years and get all of that out and then graduate from a four year college two years after that, the next 80 years of your life are so much richer and better than graduating from a four-year college, and yeah, you got the 18-year-old college experience, but now you're $100,000 in debt. As a 30-year-old, you're going to value being debt-free more than you're going to value the college experience. And that comes through parents, and, and I'm sure that is a fun conversation to have with your kids. <laughs> I'm sure that's what they want to hear, but you're looking out for their future and setting them up for success. So is there anything that you guys wanted to add? I just 
strengths are and like Jesse said what you want to do yeah it's um it is so important that you're helping your student know who they are that because you're seeing it from the outside and they're seeing it from the inside um, and you might have a better picture of what they think they're <laughs> capable of and so I know some I know some students who their parents pay for the whole thing and they totally respect it and, and do fantastic. There are other students who just take advantage of it. I had a, a girl who um, her first semester in college, her parents were paying for everything. By the end of the semester, she had, with the money that was supposed to be spent on classes, gotten her belly button pierced, a tattoo, her nose pierced, and she had spent $1,000 on the equestrian club, which she dropped out of <laughs> at the end of the semester. So 
you've got to know, can your student handle, are they responsible enough to handle the, the financial, like do they understand the burden that this is and the responsibility that it takes? Is it good for them to work while they're at college? That's, I'm seeing a lot of that too, and it's helping them be responsible because it's their money that they're, they don't want to waste that money. They just worked eight hours for it, and so they get that A because they paid for that A. <laughs> so. Yeah, we don't do co-ops. <laughs> I'd go to the library and hang out. <laughs> I mean, if, if you're a teacher, then you teach. Your fifth year of college for teachers is your student teaching. Yeah. So. Absolutely. Like you said, you can send no matter where you're at, so that's, you know, 
Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. I went to a not taught. kids are so mature too there's just a different they've got a different handle on life by the time they've done that they're used to multitasking and balancing responsibility they make great leaders